Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Chory. Uh, welcome tonight to The Last Trump, and we're delighted to have you a part of this end time Bible prophecy program, one hour and coming up next, Crossside Radio. We're going to be having a great program tonight. You're going to want to stay with us for the full two hours. And of course, here on the first hour, we are always talking about and teaching on the soon and imminent coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to be tonight in the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation. But before we get there, I just have to say this is just, uh, well, first of all, it's been an incredible Christmas. It's been a an incredible blessing over the last three weeks since Christmas, since our Erie Conference, Joshua Revolution 23, Revive Us Again. And he has answered that prayer. He is reviving people in the church. He's He has touched so many hearts and lives that were a part of the, that event in, uh, in December. It was December 27th through the 29th, three days, three nights, and we're still basking in it, and we're expecting even more in 2024. And uh, But tonight, I got to tell you, I'm on the edge of my seat like I have never been on the edge of my seat for any broadcast in, uh, let's see now, 14 years doing cross-eyed, and now coming up, I think it's three or four years coming up on, uh, what we. I think we just finished three years. We're on our fourth year, if you can believe that on the last Trump, because tonight here on this broadcast, um, we are expecting our second grandchild and our daughter-in-law, Amanda is, uh, she's in labor right now as this program is coming to you live here over WDCX. And I'm going to be watching my phone. I have to tell you, because at any time in these next two hours, we could be, um, welcoming into the world, our second granddaughter, I cannot tell you the name, but I'm going to say this. If she is born within these two-hour broadcasts, I'm going to ask my son if I can announce it over WD6, and you would be the first one to hear it. And if she doesn't deliver uh, in these next two hours, I think I'm heading to South Buffalo to Mercy Hospital to, to welcome her into the world. But what a broadcast, what a moment, and we are so excited uh, to have you a part of the last Trump. And if you are a first time listener and you want to know what is the last Trump all about? Is this a broadcast about Donald Trump? Uh, no, no. We're talking about the Trump of God. We're talking about when Jesus is going to pull his bride off of the earth. It is really could be called the great escape. And for every born again believer, every true believer in Yeshua, in Jesus, God is going to rapture. He's going to catch up, caught up in the clouds. We are going to be to meet the Lord Jesus in the air. And he has said in his word, clearly he has not appointed his children for wrath. And the tribulation period is known as Jacob's trouble. This is found in Jeremiah. I believe it's the 30th chapter. And Jacob's name in the Bible was changed to Israel. And during the seven-year tribulation period, God is going to be dealing with the nation of Israel. 
And you could say right now he's dealing with them. I mean, when you look at what has happened in the last 100 days over in Israel, it has been rough. I'll say it, and that's an understatement. And many people have died, and many people did die, Jewish people, in that October 7th attack. And, of course, Israel went to war on that day, and they are presently still at war to remove Hamas from leadership, from the government of, uh, of Gaza. And this is all prophetic in nature. What you have to understand tonight is everything that you see going on in the world has some prophetic meaning to it. The Lord is sovereign over the earth. Satan is not. Although he is called the God of this world, little g, he is not the God of the universe. He is not in control. God allows Satan just so much. And God allows just so much evil to when he says enough. And he's about to ready to say that. And he is going to pour out his fury just like he did. 2,600 years ago, about 600 years before Christ, he sent the Babylonian army into Israel to judge the nation of Israel and remove the Jewish people from the land. They would be in captivity in Babylon for, for, let me get it right, for 70 years. And then he would bring them back and the nation would be reborn only to see that nation again 670 years later to be judged a second time for their rejection of Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. The Jewish people didn't believe. They still don't. 99% of them do not believe in Jesus as their Messiah. They don't believe in a new covenant. They're still following the old covenant. And this is why the nation of Israel goes through so much difficulty. Because really, they are living under a system that is out of date. If you're a Jew listening to me today, the old covenant is gone. It's over. We are under a better covenant with better promises that are built upon the blood of the lamb. Those animal sacrifices could only cover sin and they were only type they were only in typology anyway they were typifying what God would do through his son Jesus Christ many years into the future but in 30 AD on the 14th day of Nisan Jewish Passover God's only son died on Calvary the bible says the veil was ripped in two where was that veil it was in the Holy of Holies, in the temple, the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. And the Lord was signifying to the nation of Israel and to the whole world, my friend, that the system that Israel was under, the Jews were under, it was over. It was obsolete. The Bible says in the New Testament that we can now come boldly to the throne room of grace. Who can come? 
the repentive and the believing sinner who believes in Jesus as your Savior. We don't have a veil that blocks us from the presence of God. You and I tonight can experience the presence of God. And if you're born again and you're spirit-filled, you already are experiencing the presence of God. We experience the God, the, the presence of God in Erie in that event like maybe no other event that we've been a part of. Why? Because the work has been finished at Calvary. We don't need a high priest. Roman Catholicism has it wrong. The priesthood is over in terms of a man being a mediator between God and sinful man. Now there is only one mediator necessary. And the Bible says in Timothy, there is only one mediator Jesus Christ, the man, the man Christ Jesus. I don't confess my sins to man. Listen, if you're going to the Catholic Church and confessing your sins to to a man, you you are not biblically doing it the way God said to do it. If you are praying to Mary, you you are violating the word of God. Mary was a sinner just like you and I. She was not uh, sinless perfection, only Jesus. Mary, in fact, in Luke chapter one, called God her savior. So she admitted it. So we see here that in the modern church today, there is so much counterfeit. There is so much deception. And you wonder why the world is so bad. The world right now is very close to World War III. We are heading in that direction. And it's because they, most of the world has rejected the Prince of Peace. I saw a bumper sticker not too long ago that said, No Jesus, N O or K N O W, no Jesus, no peace. And then it said, N O, no Jesus, no peace. You say no to Jesus, you are going to have a life that is going to be so hard. Listen, life is challenging with Jesus. But I can tell you, when you have Jesus, you can overcome anything. The world can't steal your joy. The song is right. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And and it, because it's inside of you. Those of you that are born again, what does it mean to be born again? Born of the Spirit. Holy Spirit living inside of you. And when you got the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can go through anything and still keep your joy. But the world right now is coming apart at the seams. At the seams, my brother. And why? Because they've rejected Jesus Christ. 90, I'm going to be conservative tonight. I've heard 99%, but I'm going to to be conservative. 98% of the Jewish people in the world have rejected Jesus, Yeshua, as their Messiah, and they don't have peace. They don't have peace in the land that God gave them. They don't have peace in their heart. And either does any Gentile out there tonight that has not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And so it's a very hard life without Jesus. Satan is a hard taskmaster and he's playing you for a fool 
And when it's all over, he's going to take you down into the pit. And when you look at the nation of Israel tonight, they've got terrorists all around them that are trying to take them out. They've got the Hamas. They've got the Hezbollah. They've got the who the what is it the Houthis or the who I think it's the Houthis they call or whatever their name is down there in Yemen and these are evil men evil people that have one purpose in mind to wipe out the Jews isn't it interesting that God's enemies Israel's enemies always begin with an H Hamas uh, uh, Hezbollah the Houthis. And then we see in the, in the Bible, Haman. And we saw Herod, who killed the children when Jesus was born, the male children, trying to take out the Messiah. And then we had in, recent, in our lifetime, Hitler. What is it with all the enemies of Israel always beginning with the letter H? Well, I have a dear friend that I talk to quite often on End Times and he said, in the Hebrew, Pastor Mike, Satan's name begins with an H. And these are servants of Satan that are trying to destroy the nation of Israel. And right now, prominent leaders all over the globe are starting to publicly acknowledge that World War III is coming. In many cases, they are expressing Uh, some hope that it can still be avoided, but that becomes less likely with each passing day, my friend. Multiple parties are escalating the conflict in the Middle East. The war in Ukraine has entered a dangerous new phase. And the election election that just happened in Taiwan has made the Chinese invasion much more probable. So what is going to happen? If major powers start tangling with one another all over the planet, we really are on the brink of the unthinkable. But you know what? Most people in the general population, they have no idea how dire things have become. I I heard the British defense minister, Grant Sheps, warned the other day that we are now in a pre-war world. And that the Western powers could soon find themselves fighting Russia, China, and North Korea all at the same time. And he said now is the time for all allies and democratic nations across the world to make sure that their defense spending is growing too. He said because as discussed, the era of the peace dividend is over. He said in five years' time, we could be looking at multiple theaters, including Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. He said we find ourselves at the dawn of a new era. He said the Berlin Wall, a distant memory, but we have come full circle, moving from a post-war to a pre-war world. The age of Um, idealism has become replaced by a period of hard-headed realism, unquote. So what what are we to do as Christians? Well, first and foremost, we are to pray. Secondly, we are to warn. 
I mean, a source inside the Pentagon has warned the Daily Express U.S. that we are on the brink of World War III amid surging conflict in the Middle East sparked largely by Iran. And the source inside the Pentagon that issued this rather ominous warning is a man uh, named Nicholas Drummond. And he claims that the current war in the Middle East could literally result in the end of Iran. So we're, we're talking about there are weapons now that could literally destroy an entire nation. And you might want to reflect on all of this for a moment. I mean, when it started with the war in Ukraine with Russia, that war was like a tipping point where the planet seems to be moving towards World War III. And now Israel and Hamas and the countries around, everything seems to be getting more and more heated. And in the midst of it all, we've got an election year. And we are going back to what we did four years ago to have an election between two candidates that have brought more turmoil, more, uh, how do I say it, more division in our country than any other election maybe in the history of America. And I keep looking for a godly man. You keep looking for a godly candidate that will name the name of Jesus and understand the times that we're living in and will call this nation back to the Bible, back to the cross. And you know what? We're not finding that one, are we? Make America great again? No. We need to make America good again. And the only thing that is going to make America good again is for America to repent and come back to the conviction that there is only one true God and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can save America. I wonder how many out there that are listening tonight believe what I'm talking about. And America is in trouble. We are on the brink of judgment. Look at what has happened in the last week with our weather, breaking all kinds of records for cold, freezing temperatures, uh, the, 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 the coldest temperature ever on record in Iowa for an Iowa caucus. Do you think that's an accident? You don't think God's trying to send a message? And, and you know what? We have the audacity and the pride in this country to think that one party is better than the other. Let me help you to that tonight. Both the Republicans and the Democrats are lost. And they're lost in their own ego and their own pride. And they think they have the answers and they think their way is the right way. Let me help you tonight, friend. There's only one way out of this mess. And it's the way of the cross. It's the way of Jesus Christ. And until we honor that name, until we hold that name up in the White House, the schoolhouse, in the Congress and everywhere else in this country, there is not going to be a change. It's only going to get worse. And that's what my Bible says. And what we have to come to reality right now, that war is here. In fact, 2024 is going to be maybe the year of war. And whatever conflict happens, the U.S. is almost certainly going to be involved. 
So how will the American people respond as the world erupts in flames? This is a very serious time. This is the most serious time in our lifetime. And listen, we need God. And we need preachers in the pulpit that will stop with the, the, the uh, how do I say this, the um, felt need sermons. Stop telling your people, once saved, always saved, just say the prayer and you're good to go. The Bible doesn't teach that. It teaches he who overcomes to the end shall be saved. It's not what I did 20 years ago. It's what am I doing with the Lord today? And, it, and, and we have an adulterous country. And I'm talking spiritually. We only have 20% in America that's going to church in the midst of it all from COVID to, to the wars to the storm's record-breaking heat in the summer, now record-breaking heat to begin the, or uh, record-breaking cold to begin the new year. How is it we're not seeing an increase in our churches? We're in big trouble. And Israel is the time bomb. Keep your eyes on the nation of Israel. I want to take you tonight to the 18th chapter of the great book of Revelation. I'm reading in verse 1. Verse 1, and this is going to deal with the one world government that is that is emerging together. We could call it tonight Babylon. Any government that doesn't have Jesus Christ in it is, it's a rebellious government. It's a government that is of man. The government that we need is of God. We need God's ways. Babylon in the Bible was where the first rebellion happened. You can read about it in the book of Genesis. And there was a king by the name, he was a wicked king by the name of Nimrod. The Bible called him a hunter. He was hunting down believers of of Jehovah and having them killed. And he wanted to build a city that was really worshiping the stars, the zodiac, false worship. And in the city of Babel, in Babylon, was the first known rebellion of the world against God. And this is the name that God gives the last rebellion. And really everyone in between comes under that name Babylon. The city of Babel, the capital city, means confusion. And that's what you'll have any nation that's trying or any world movement that's trying to do something without Jesus Christ. It'll just be full of confusion. And it will ultimately be judged. Now, in in Revelation chapter 18, verse 1, it says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon has fallen. Babylon the great has fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful birds. For all nations 
have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Here in the beginning of the 18th chapter, God has an angel that seems to be different from all the other angels, at least the ones in Revelation 17. And it says he has great power. He is greater than any one of the previous seven angels. And and it says, and the earth was lightened with his glory. This reflects the fact that this angel who immediately precedes the coming, the second coming of Jesus, must of necessity be one of, if not the greatest angel in the creation of God. And it's all due to, to the magnificence of the coming of the Lord. And this could either be, it's believed, Gabriel or Michael. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, has fallen. He's speaking of literal Babylon, the city, and as well the mystery Babylon, the religion. I just wanna speak the name of Jesus.
That's Charity Gale. I speak Jesus. And that is the theme of 2024 here on The Last Trump. We are saying this is the year of Jesus. No other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only other. He's the only name that can save you tonight, friend. Call on that name. Believe on that name. And you will see God do great and mighty things in your life in 2024. Hey, we're back here, The Last Trump. I'm your host, Mike Chory, and we are in the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation. I want to encourage those in the greater Buffalo area. If you're looking for a local church and you don't have one, why don't you come out and visit Cross River Tabernacle? We are located at 2920 Grand Island Boulevard, and we are a full gospel church. We are independent. We are not a part of a denomination, but we are associated with, very much through in fellowship with many other churches and also with Jimmy Swaggart Ministries down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And why are we affiliated with that ministry? Because of the message, the message of the cross. We believe the message today that every church and every preacher needs to hear and be preaching is Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus delivers from sin. And Jesus is coming very soon. And these are the five pillars. And, and we are uh, working with pastors in the greater Buffalo area in a fellowship called Preachers of the Cross. We call it POTC. And the Lord is moving greatly among these ministers who are coming to this amazing revelation of the cross as we study it together in our fellowship meetings. And if you're a pastor and you would like to be a part of Preachers of the Cross, all you have to do is contact our ministry, Joshua Revolution, the phone number to call. And let me, as I give out this number, this is the call number for tonight. Anybody that needs prayer or any product that you want to order from our ministry, the number of Joshua Revolution in the local Buffalo area, 716-229-8000. That's 716-229-8000. And those outside of the Buffalo area, up in Canada, or anywhere around the world, I I want to point out to our listeners that in recent days, these broadcasts, The Last Trump Cross-Eyed, are going worldwide. Of course, you can always get it uh, through the internet worldwide, but now through podcasts, we are on other platforms with our broadcasts and Countries like Belgium, Australia, and and I'm trying to pull up those. They just sent me a map the other day of where our where our broadcasts are being downloaded and heard. It's amazing, uh, and those involved don't even know how it's happening so fast. But the Lord, we believe, is doing it, friend. And there are people literally around the world tonight that are going to get this broadcast and going to be listening. To it, And this is only a couple months old that we've been on these platforms, but it is starting to really, really pick up and grow. And we are so thankful. We give the Lord all the praise and all the glory. But uh, yes, uh, South America, Africa, Australia, and uh, Belgium, uh, Ghana, Ethiopia, 
the United Kingdom, Brazil, and places all over the U.S. are hearing and will hear tonight's broadcast. So God is expanding the audience. And I'll, I'll tell you why I think it is. Because there are very few preachers today that will tell you what you're hearing on The Last Trump and what you're learning on Cross-Eyed Radio. We do not compromise the Word of God. We believe in an old-fashioned gospel. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 6.16, Show me the ancient path. Wherein is the good way that I may walk therein? Where, what is the ancient path? It's the way of the cross. And that's what we're bringing through cross-eyed. And also here on The Last Trump, we are not coddling the issue. We're going to tell you what the Bible says. You can choose if you believe it or not. But this is why people are gravitating to our broadcast, because they say to me a lot, I hear it, nobody or very few are saying what The Last Trump and cross-eyed are saying. And of course, it's very few in comparison to how there are so many churches and so many ministers. But thank God there is a growing remnant, my friend, that is saying it. And we're just one of that remnant. And so to God be all the glory. But we thank God for these platforms that we can come to you each and every week. And listen, pray for us. We need your prayers. We also need your help. If you can help us financially, if this has been a blessing to you, send in a donation because airtime on the radio, it costs. The gospel we give is free, but radio time, unfortunately, has a price. All right, so we're going back down, uh, back to the 18th chapter here in the book of Revelation, and we're dealing with Babylon, this city that is going to be rebuilt in the last days, and we believe it is going to be a literal, a literal city. It, it, it's not just symbolic of what has happened in the past. No, we believe and teach that the city of Babylon will be rebuilt and will become one of the greatest cities of commerce in the world in these last days, as well as the fountainhead, if you will, of evil as it regards the Antichrist worship. And the global elites who are behind this one-world government that is moving at a fast pace. They want it all in place by 2030. But there is going to be a plan. The plan, uh, I'm told, is already in place to build a tremendous city in Saudi Arabia. I believe the name of it is, uh, they're calling it, uh, Neom, Neom, which which is stands for uh, the future, and this is a city that they are planning to build, as I said, in Saudi Arabia, right along the Red Sea, east of Egypt, and the total plan uh, is, area that they're going to build this city is over ten thousand square miles, and the the city. Plans include multiple regions. They, they, they have a, a huge vision for industry, global trade, tourism, and renewable energy sources. All of it sounds good to the natural ear. 
And this was all launched in 2017 by the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. And this city is, is supposedly to be completed by 2039. And is this plan that they have of Neom, the city, which is going to cost, the project is estimated to cost $5 billion. Is this Babylon? Is this the literal city? I don't know for sure, but I do know this for sure. There is going to be a city built in the last days that will typify the rebellion of mankind going all the way back to Nimrod. And in this 18th chapter, we are, are, we are, being, we are being shown that it's going to be destroyed in the last days. Now watch this. This, is, this isn't just, you know, time way down the road. We're talking just a short time from now. And it says that this angel cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon is great. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and it's become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. In the Expositor Study Bible, the notes say, this proclaims the city in the last of the last days as an infestation of demon spirits of every sort. In other words, it will be the capital city of evil in all of the world. And this is what the word of God is declaring. Now, it says, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Why does God use the word fornication? Because any system of man that pulls mankind away from the God of the Bible is considered spiritual fornication or spiritual adultery. It means that you are literally going, you are unfaithful to the God of the Bible. You are unfaithful to the very God who puts air in your lungs. And this angel is declaring that it's all going to be judged in these last times. And it says, and the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of of her delicacies. Now, let me just help you. Even though we're talking about a literal city that's going to be built somewhere in the Middle East, maybe right in Babylon itself, which is modern-day Iraq, or it could be this city we're talking about in Saudi Arabia. But this capital city of evil for this one-world government that's coming, God's going to judge it, just as he judged the city of Babel way back in Genesis. Verse four says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you may not be partakers of her sins. Do you know what the Bible teaches for us to come out from among the world system and be separate? If you want God to bless your life, you can't have one foot in the church and one in the world. You've got to come out of that world. And that world system what it really, why it has its luring addiction is because it is the worship of man and it is the worship of the things of man, the delicacies, as the Bible calls it. 
abundance of delicacies. You, you know, God, Jesus said you cannot worship God and mammon. Mammon is wealth and the things that wealth brings, possessions. You, if you worship those things, you cannot worship God. It's either the God of the Bible or it's this world, friend. You have to choose. Revelation 18.6 says, reward her even as she was. Uh, let me read verse 5 first. It says in verse 5, for her sins have reached unto heaven. That means the rebellion of mankind in the end times, it's reached the limit. And God has remembered her iniquities. The, and the notes say on, the only way God will forget sins and iniquities is by placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. If you do not come to the cross, the Lord will remember every sin we've ever committed and he will hold us accountable even as he will hold the world accountable. Verse six, reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she has filled to her double. God's answer to man's rebellion will be the destruction of Babylon. It will be, it'll be so bad It'll be so cataclysmic that it beggars description. God is going to destroy this rebuilt city in one day. I don't know how he'll do it. He could do it by a nuclear weapon, but many scholars believe it'll be by an earthquake. Even as he has used the earthquake in, in all through the centuries as a form of his judgment. Verse 7 says, How much... She has glorified herself and live deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she said in her heart, I will sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Can you hear the pride of the world tonight? Can, the pride of man's religion that man thinks he knows better than God, that he can create a religion that goes against the word of God and then think that God's going to bless it. No, my friend, the only faith that God is going to bless tonight is faith in Jesus. And why is that? Because it's only Jesus that paid the price with his death, with his blood for your sins and mine, only Jesus. And so this verse seven is referring to the fact that judgment is going to be laid on the city of Babylon, which is symbolic of man's system. Man has developed and is developing a global system to try to operate and function without God. And, they, and we say in the pride of our heart, we're a queen, we're a king. This city is going to call herself a queen while the Lord refers to her as the great whore. That's who Babylon is. And he pronounces in chapter 18 her doom. And don't miss this. This literal city of Babylon, it represents all the rebellion of man, 
all the way back to the beginning in the Garden of Eden. But God says enough. It's coming to an end. 6,000 years is all God said he would give man for their sinful ways. 120 jubilees is what he said in Genesis. That's the length of it. And God is saying, as we come to the end of 6,000 years of human history, and we're coming up to it, friend, in just a few years. If the calendars are right, we only have a few years left. We are literally in the time of the end of God's patience with mankind. And as we hurry tonight, Revelation 18, 8 says, Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And again, we believe this is pointing to the great earthquake that is mentioned in Revelation 16, verse 18. And I want to read that great judgment. It is the last of the bold judgments. It's the 21st judgment. And it says in that verse of, of, of that 18th verse of the 16th chapter, and there were voices and thunders and lightning, and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty as an earthquake and so great, and the great city was divided into three parts. That's speaking of Jerusalem. And the cities of the nations fell. And this is specifically referring to the Middle East and other cities of the world. And and great Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Friend, this earthquake that's coming in the very end of the 70th week of Daniel, the last year of the seven-year tribulation, is going to be the greatest of all earthquakes. Now, I'm going to say something to you, and I don't plan, I don't say this prophetically, and I definitely do not say this with any joy, but in my spirit, I sense 2024, we're going to see an increase in earthquakes in America, and it's going to be symbolic of what's coming, and it is no doubt a warning from God of his judgment against this nation and the sins of this nation that go on and on and on without repentance. But the Bible says here that this last great earthquake, it, it is the God's divine purpose in that earthquake to finish his wrath, to finish that vile judgment. And it will take place simultaneously with the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is the Bible not amazing? I mean, we are reading tomorrow's news right here. You may say to me tonight, uh, Pastor Mike, how close are we to all this? We are very close, friend. I read the other day of the red heifers. I don't know if you study this, but in Numbers chapter 19, the Bible tells us that you need a red heifer in order to cleanse the temple. And so every rabbi knows that they must find a a spotless red heifer and it must be slaughtered and the ashes of that red heifer must be used to cleanse the temple. Now, why would Israel need 
this if they don't have a temple because they believe that once they have the red heifer and once they slaughter that red heifer, that soon after that moment will come the Jewish Messiah who will give them the permission to build their temple and they'll use the ashes of that red heifer to cleanse it. I just came back from Israel last September, just before the war. And there are five red heifers that are being studied that were found in none other place than San Antonio, Texas, right in our country. And they believe that one of these heifers, as they study them, is going to be the one used to be the sacrifice and the ashes used for the new temple. They believe that. It doesn't matter if you believe it or I believe it or not. The Jews believe it. And you know the date that they have chosen? I just heard this the other day. To slaughter this red heifer, if it has no blemishes, and up to this point it doesn't, they have picked Passover 2024. And that is coming up April 23rd of this year. Just 14 days after that total solar eclipse that's coming on that day across America. I've got a lot more to say about the red heifers, but tonight, let me just say this. Israel believes 2024 could be the year of the coming of their Messiah. But here's the deception. They're going to be duped into believing in the Antichrist who's going to come on the scene and have all the answers to the, the peace of Jerusalem. And I even believe it. he will be the one that will work it out that they can build a third temple on Mount Moriah, but it will all be a deception and he will turn on them halfway into the tribulation period. All of this is in your Bible. And tonight I want to give you this opportunity to not be here for any of that because the last trump is about ready to sound. And when that trumpet sounds, if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you will not stay on this earth for the great tribulation or the building of the temple or, or the Antichrist or the mark of the beast, you'd be spared. As I said earlier, the rapture is a rescue and God wants to rescue you tonight and your family from the wrath that is coming. I'm, I want to pray with you right now for those of you that are listening. And if there's anybody listening anywhere in the world tonight that's hearing this and you do not know Jesus, you are not 100% sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, then I want you to tonight to repent. And that means to change your mind about the way you've been living and decide to follow Jesus tonight and to pray this prayer with me, placing your faith in what Jesus alone did for you on the cross for the remission of your sins, to give you an eternal home in heaven. Tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Now just pray this simple prayer with me right now, out loud, wherever you may be. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I admit I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins, for the things I've done and the way I've lived. And tonight I want to repent. I want to know you. 
I want to be forgiven. And I want to escape your judgment. So right now, I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. And three days later, you rose from the dead. And I ask you right now, by your spirit, to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friend, if you just prayed with us tonight, you made the greatest decision that you could ever make in your life. I want you to go to your phone right now. Operators are waiting to send you materials to help you. 716-229-8000 or 1-888-444-2920. That's anywhere in the world, 1-888-444-2920 or locally, one uh, 716-229-8000. Go to your phones. Hey, stay tuned. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.